You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live. It is another Tuesday edition of Couch Coach Live. We are here. Um, we're going to start our NBA Continue with our NBA preview tonight. We'll talk about the Western Conference. I got my guys from the Hoopers Pod, my guys Fresh and John. What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? How you feeling? Yes, sir. I'm good, man. And I got my boy JB in the building. What's going on, JB? Not much. What's good with you? Nothing much, man. Same old, man. Just maintaining, fellas. Just another another great day to talk, you know. So, you know, we, we could talk about the Western Conference, but there was a development today um, <laughs> that <laughs> – <laughs> that was kind of an interesting, you know, interesting thing with um with the Greek freak signing the five year supermax uh deal. So I'm gonna go around the horn, go to you first, JB. Your thoughts on uh the Greek freak getting that supermax. Uh, uh I was really surprised that he so I wasn't surprised that he signed back. I thought he was gonna do something like maybe like a two plus one, but I didn't think he was gonna do the five the four or five years. Um I actually uh I'm actually very shocked that he did the four or five years. Um I think that he was very uh, conflicted. Like he literally, I mean, he obviously he loves uh, being in Milwaukee and he loves playing there, but you know, it's been two years in a row of him being the first seed and not even making it to the finals. So, I mean, like uh, I thought his patience was starting to wear thin, but um, apparently um, them getting Drew Holiday and management um, probably appeased him enough for him to sign the five-year contract. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with you first, um, John. Um, your thoughts? I was same here. I was surprised he signed for that long because I think he kind of his options open. But I think when you sign contracts that long and the pressure builds up over the years, this year we want to see him. We want to see him go to the finals, but he can't get put out in the second round again. Yeah. So eventually, it's like, when do you get there? And does it come become a Kevin Garnett situation instead of a Kobe Bryant situation? Whereas, you know, y'all's right there on the edge of winning the championship. Whereas Kevin Garnett, you're not getting out of the first round, you know, spent your whole career and almost the end of your prime in one place and right. never really had a fighting chance. So it's a it's a it's a tricky one. Like in three years, five years is a long time from today. He can go on out the next year and he, that's a lot of money to be trading for. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the good thing about it, he can't uh, he has a four um it's really you know he can opt out that four year so that could be a, what a team option but yeah so um fresh your thoughts I, I saw a report on uh it was talked about a couple of weeks ago that he was leaning towards signing the deal so I wasn't even really completely shocked I think in his mind if it works out he would uh want to finish finish his career in Milwaukee. And I think two hundred and thirty million dollars is a lot of money to turn down. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> after two years, you know, they go at it again. I think he give him two years, and if they if it's not going how he want, he can ask for a trade. So, I'm not. I, I wasn't completely shocked. Honestly, five million, two hundred twenty eight million dollars. That's a lot of money. If guy wants sent out so much money home that he, he couldn't afford a cab to the game. <laughs> so, oh, right, isn't that something? That's a lot of money to turn down, <laughs> especially. And I think if I do think Milwaukee tried to get better, adding Drew over the uh, fall yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
right. So you you try to compete, and if you don't like what you see, he can ask for a trade. We've seen it happen before. So. Yeah, and that's that's true too. Where it was like it was funny, like the timing of it, because it happened like at two thirty. We were, you know, it was kind of like a, somewhat of a slow day. We were like, you know, so then I'm like, wow, you know that, you know, that's one thing. But it's a good thing for the league, I think. You know, and that's something we talked about a few weeks ago, JB. We talked about like as far as um, like small market teams kind of having advantages. You know, they, you know, as far as that yeah. having those type of situations where now. We got a guy who we think at least going to be there for the next four years. Who a guy yes. who will be, you know, at, you know, almost hitting thirty, right? In Milwaukee, yeah. which that's a it's a great thing to have, where you have your two time league MVP is in Milwaukee, is right. in, yeah. in freaking Wisconsin, like, which is a, which is a great thing for the league, and um, and it's just it let you know, you know, and and this is a situation where you know. It's just a great situation for the league where you have arguably one of your best players and one of the smallest markets in the league. So that definitely gives hope to other smaller market teams going forward. And just, you know, and it could be just a catalyst because it's weird how the NBA is because it used to be, it's weird because this could be a trend where guys want to stay. You know, they look at these type of things because, you know, we looked at, you know, guys say, well, I want to go to a big market, you know, back in, you know, back in the days where, where markets in a sense kind of mattered. More yeah. so than the advent of the internet, right? Then you got guys now like I want. I hate to say this, and I want to kind of put this on LeBron, but the player movement, as far as you know, t- guys bouncing from team to team, uh, and yeah. you know, trying to super, trying to form these super teams. Which I don't. That's nothing wrong. That's that's uh, it's you fair. know, there it's fair. Yeah. But in the same token, you know, that looks like that's a trend as well. And then maybe this could be a start of another trend where you see a guy like you know. Other guys being just like Giannis, where you're like, okay, well, I just stay here for, you know, I stay here. And hopefully, the team can get better around me. Right. So, I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, just from the standpoint, you're hopeful in Oklahoma, where you got Shea Gingas Alexander, you got right. him, and then you, you know Zion and and um, New Orleans, so and and Ja in Memphis, and you're like those type of situations where it's like maybe those guys can follow those suits going forward, and it's encouraging. Yeah. Especially yeah. in this day and age, to have a guy like that to stay. So I mean, it's definitely encouraging. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, and um, I would add one more thing. I think the mm-hmm. length of the contract also tells me that Budenholzer is probably on an extremely short leash this year. Yeah. Um, if if they get off to a slow start, or if let's say they get the first seat again and they don't make the finals, this leads me to believe that Budenholzer is probably going to get fired at the end of the year. So I, I think he's on an extremely short leash mm-hmm. now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, yeah. The same is on notice. It's time for them all to produce. Um, yeah, 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 you have him there, but in the same token, you still want to keep him there, especially when it's time to re up in five years. You you want him to stay there as well. So yeah, how, yeah, yeah this is about what 20, 25, 26, 26 right? Yeah, he just turned twenty six. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct, and that's spooky. <laughs> yeah, and that just it lets me know, like, well, as a Bulls fan, I guess I'll be in the bench for a little bit, a little bit longer. <laughs> 
man, the young bulls, man, they got. I think Billy Donovan is gonna push them in the right direction. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I like those young players, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, fellas, let's start our um, Western Conference preview. So, I'm gonna go around the horn. So, we're gonna talk about the, our teams to watch in the Western Conference. I'm gonna go with you first. Fresh, your team to watch in the Western Conference. In the West, I'm looking at Phoenix for sure. I like them adding Chris Paul. I want to see Devin Booker next step. And uh, another team is uh, the Pelicans for me. Um, just to see if they're going to make that push. Zion um, being healthy this year, he looks like he's in good shape. So, But those are two teams that were outside the playoffs that I think want to try to get in. So team for sure I'm, I'm watching this year yeah john who you got is your team to watch definitely phoenix bringing in chris paul let's devin booker know that they're trying to win now while he's at the age to start building towards that um houston because this james harden thing has to get figured out at some point like i've seen a quick clip of him real quick he kind of look like he's out of shape right now like <laughs> You might have been partying a little hard in Vegas. Like, <laughs> you want to see if it does work with if John Wall and Demarcus Cousins are both healthy. You signed Christian Woods to a pretty decent contract. Right. Um, you hoping Eric Gordon is healthy this year. PJ Tucker is PJ Tucker. Maybe he makes some shots in the playoffs this year. You never know. And I just think that and Houston is about at the end where their window is closed with James Harden. Right, right there. James Harden is pushing 32-33. It's only so long he's going to be able to score 50 every other night. Yeah. JB, who you got your team to watch? Um, So this team, uh, my team to watch actually this year, uh, they made the playoffs last year, and I'm looking for them to like actually make a push to be one of the upper-tier teams of the West. I'm actually looking at uh, the Mavericks. I really like what they did in the offseason, uh, especially – with uh, swapping out uh, Seth Curry for uh, Richardson, I thought that that was a very good move. They needed some more perimeter defense. So um, I just worry about them a little bit with Porzingis. If Porzingis, if Porzingis could stay healthy, I, I actually, I think that they could, you know, definitely move up to like the number four, the number three team in the West. But if he can't, then, you know, I would have them at like bottom tier, like fifth, sixth range. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, big time. My team to watch in a weird way is the uh, the Clippers. Yeah. I think what's funny about it is now because I want to see now where the expectations aren't as, as high as it was last year, where this can be somewhat of a normal year, where I don't know if this team can kind of fly under the radar. Um, you know, obviously with Ty Lue as the, uh, as the head coach there now, so – and then the acquisitions um, get like Serge Jabaka. That's you know that's gonna be. So it's funny you know have a Serge and then also bringing in Luke Kennard, which you know that's that's the thing where they needed they needed shooting on that team. So you get a guy commenting around being commenter tonight. You know <laughs> you know Luke Kennard. So and <laughs> he off the dribble too as well off that pop. Right, right, and. Yeah. So, and that's one thing too. And I look at where it can surge in a sense. I'm not gonna say like he's supposed he could be the next Trez, but I think he can at least step up defensively. Yeah, like like what Trez has you know done. Now, oh. I'm, you know, as far as yeah, yeah, defensively. That's what yeah they could be in that series. Like, right. I, I, 
Yeah, I actually, I, I actually like that move. Um, I actually like Montrezl Harrell better than I, I actually like Serge over Montrezl Harrell. Like you look at Serge, Serge is more dynamic offensively. Like he can, you know, score off the of pick and rolls. He actually has a jump shot, which Montrezl Harrell doesn't have. And also he gives them a different element, like, you know, like, uh, defensively you know he's actually a seven footer that's very long that is the threat of him blocking shots so i think that their uh final five this year actually i actually like the idea of them closing um games with uh with morris and um abaca as their four and their five so yeah 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 and like and um then also i think just the just the the heightened expectations aren't there and it's funny because in a weird way it's flip-flopped because now like the lakers are now like Kind of how we looked at the Clippers because we like called oh, it. They 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 so they're so deep, yeah, and that's how we looked at the Clippers last year where we were like, okay, well, you got Trez, you got Lou, you got you know, you got them off the bench, and we knew like they would at least give you about thirty six right. combined yeah. potential. Well, it's probably not as many people still picking them to win the finals, but they, they still expect me to win the finals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Clippers just got yeah. the money. Kawhi has his power. They, they they need to make the finals this year also. <laughs> right. And that's a weird thing about it. And then also to you guys point Phoenix. I like, you know, as far as the acquisition of um getting like Chris Paul and then also Jay Crowder, which to me, they're like e check guys for for a young team like that, that's perfect. They need yeah. those type of guys who are, you know, so when they kind of I won't say pick on Devin Booker, they got a bunch of dogs behind them. So yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, right. And then you know, then also I think the emergence of guys like um, uh, like Mikael Bridges, I think he's going to be. And then my boy Cameron Johnson, my little nephew, <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Johnson, I think he's gonna gonna excel as well. Um, and I just like I really just like this year with Chris Paul in that pick and roll. Like I do, and yeah, DeAndre Ayton, yeah, DeAndre Ayton the ball where he needs to get it. Where he yeah. made it's about nineteen to twenty one points this year, honestly. And they're gonna definitely be a fun team to watch. They'll be like a oh, yeah. um, what, like Bill Simmons used to say, a, a, a league pass team. It'd <laughs> <laughs> sure. be kind of interesting for that. But yeah, man. So, um, and then also, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I was just saying, like the only thing I worry about with the Suns, I definitely think we probably all have the Suns in the playoffs. I just one thing I worry about with the Suns is what happens if Chris Paul gets hurt and he has to miss a substantial time. He's not the most. He's you know, like he he basically, man, like he's a bit injury prone. I hate to say it. I, I love Chris Paul, but like what happens if he misses like three or four weeks of the season? Like, you know, I I don't know where you guys have him at, but I have him kind of lower tier. I have them like probably the seventh seed in the West. Yeah. yeah. If he misses substantial if he misses substantial time, like does that doom them? You know, that's the one thing I worry about with the Suns, but I definitely think if if they stay healthy, then they should make the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then another team I kind of I'm I'm interested to watch is Denver. I think now I look at just the you know coming off the uh, West Conference Finals last year, then right. you know of course you know the usual suspects um, Murray, Jokic, and then also seeing um, Michael Porter Jr. emerge, mm-hmm. and then the other guys like you know who I really like kind of who I think will kind of somewhat emerge in a sense PJ Dozier. I I really like what he was doing. Yeah, I like him in the playoffs. He was definitely a step up from um, Tory Craig because Tory Craig offense was yeah. <laughs> terrible. Coach was knocking down shots when he needed to knock down shots, and he was playing defense. <laughs> it it was, is, yeah, mm-hmm. I think what messed Denver up a lot, what people seem to forget, 
Will Barton is a big part of that offense as far yeah. as running it, initiating plays. And he didn't play in the bubbles at all. He didn't play in the bubble at all. He yeah. missed the whole bubble. And then Gary Harris being hurt. I'm not saying they would beat the they would have beat the Lakers, but if you add Will Barton to that team with Michael Porter playing how he's playing, they could have probably stole another game off the Lakers game or two. They could probably could have took it to seven. True. Potentially. Yeah. And then um <laughs> and then is is the world ready for another bowl bowl Twitter explosion? I think I think about to have one. Michael Paul star tonight in Boston, so it's a <laughs> oh my god, that was crazy. That's probably one of the most favorite moments is when he clocked when he clocked in the first time and everybody's like a legend is getting ready to enter. I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like this, that's Twitter for you in a nutshell. It is. Well, make, gonna play more this year. Think he's gonna take a step? I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting though. I, I honestly think. You know, you take Twitter away from it. I think Bobo is a really good player, honestly. Like, he can shoot. He can dribble. Like, he actually can do those things. Like, it was a joke, but I think he actually, he's not a legend, but I think he can be a good rotational piece, especially uh, replacing Mason Plumlee in that, on that, in that roster. Yeah, man. That's how it was, man. Like, we talked about last week about as far as, like, the legendary. Like, we talked about last week, we talked about uh, <laughs> Bubble, uh, B, um, TJ oh, Warren. Oh, What's <laughs> better than Jordan at the end? I'm like, come on, guys, knock it off. Like, this is that's Twitter for you in a nutshell. But yeah, man. Um, so yeah, that's the teams I, I'm looking forward to watch this year. And then also, um, did we okay? Yeah, teams to watch. Um, the biggest acquisition in um in the Western Conference, as far as the individual standpoint, team standpoint, or what have you. I'm gonna go to you first, JB. Your biggest acquisition. Uh, I'm gonna defer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna. I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear what the. All right. The, yeah. So yeah. All right. The West. Fresh. The, the West was kind of quiet compared to the East. Um, yeah. it, a lot of people went East. So the best acquisitions to me kind of were in what Portland did collectively, adding uh Seventeen, um, Terry Jones Jr. and Katner. I think that. And, and then bringing Melo, bringing Melo back, Harry Giles, giving themselves a more complete team. And then I, I like the move of adding Stan Van Gundy to the Nets on a coaching move instead of a play move. Just because he, he has experience with leading teams to the playoffs. I, I like what I see now in the world so far in the preseason with him. And uh, I think he could be good for Zion and Brandon Ingram. Um, but the West was kind of quiet to me compared to the East. Uh, Chris Paul was a good acquisition, obviously, but that's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> John, who you got? Um, back to his point about New Orleans with Stan Van Gundy. I actually, like, and Stephen Adams as a center, um, no, um, letting Derek Favors go back to Utah. I think Stan Van Gundy is going to have the team play the best form of themselves as they're good as they are this year. He's got to make put Zion in spots where he can get downhill, get to the rim, offensive rebound his own shots, get some dunks, a lot of pick and roll with Lonzo. Um, Brandon Ingram, I think he's a certified wing scorer at this point. I think we're going to see at least another 23, 24 from him. I guess the question is how good is their bench going to be with Josh Hart? I'm guessing J.J. Reddick is coming off the bench. No, he's going to start. He J.J. Reddick going to start? Because he's old, so he's not playing. Um, Nigel Walker, Alexander got to step up this year. Um, Jackson Hayes. I think the bench is going to be a really big determining factor in how good they are. I think Stan Van Gundy was that one. And then Portland again, bringing in 
players that they needed, they've been needing for three, four years now. Robert Covington, defender, shooter. Derrick Jones, an active player. He's going to block some shots, get some rebounds, run the break, big utility player. Dunk on some people, definitely. Um, bring Enos Kanter back, who I don't care how many – if he play 15 minutes, again, you 10 and 10 automatically. Um, and Harry Giles is a good energy big man coming up, come backing up both um, – I guess basically taking that college spot while he's out for the beginning of the year. Yeah. 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 All right. JB. <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, the the West was extremely quiet. I liked uh, some of the lower key moves. Like I liked uh, the Clippers getting Luke Kennard. I think that he'll help them out, uh, especially in the regular season. They need another ball handler, a guy who could shoot. Um, I really like what the Blazers did with Derrick Jones Jr. Um Signing him, I thought he actually should have played a little more uh, last year in uh, Miami. Um, but one move that I really, really, really liked, I really liked the Nuggets. Uh, even though they lost Jerry and Grant, I really liked them replacing Jerry and Grant with Jermichael Green. I think Jermichael Green will help them out a lot. He's a solid player off the bench. And you can you can play him um, at center sometimes, too. So, yeah. But I would say probably – the acquisition that I really like the most, I like uh, the Lakers uh, replacing the uh, White uh, Gasol with the White Howard. Like I actually, um, if they hadn't signed Gasol, I actually would have a lot more concerns about them because they would probably mean they're playing Trez at the five a lot. But like with Gasol, Gasol has slipped a lot offensively, but he is going to provide the same defense that Dwight Howard did, and he can shoot, and Dwight Howard can't. So I really like that move a lot. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah absolutely. And um, I think mine's and I kind of er- talked about it earlier. I think uh, what the Suns did. I think um, Chris Paul and definitely, um, of course, uh, Drake, Jay Crowder as well. Where, um, and like I said, these heat check guys. You know, when 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 Book and Aiden, when people try to get in their face. Yeah. Right. He, nah, that's that's Chris. <laughs> nah. Now with them two involved, <laughs> like nah, that's that, that's not gonna happen. But um, definitely a team that was definitely kind of on the verge of making the playoffs last year, and then adding those type of two veteran key pieces, and it's definitely gonna help the young guys. As you know, I talked about earlier, it's gonna definitely help those young guys become better pros. You know, you're gonna learn. They, they're gonna be sponges. You know, especially um with the eons of experience of Chris Paul and also with uh Jay Crowder. So those, you know. Big time. It's important for Miami's run. You know, he has moments where he made some shots, made some defensive right. He take those charges. Like you say, he'll jump in somebody's face for you if they're trying to rough up Booker or whatever. So, Jay, and, you know, Chris Paul, the, just the leadership factor and accountability you're going to get with him. This is what a young team needs trying to take that next. <clears throat> it's like kind of like how we talked about Rondo to Atlanta last week. Or even yeah. the Philly. Yeah. Having a player to hold the young players accountable is important. So yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, and um, I have another one that I forgot about too. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I like New Orleans, and I actually thought that this was going to hurt New Orleans. Um, Derek Favors actually went back to Utah, and I think that that was a low key, very good move because Utah had kind of slipped a bit. They decided last year their strategy was like we're going to replace our, our a lot of our defense with our offense because they couldn't keep up with teams like Golden State and Houston in the playoffs, and their defense slipped. And I think Derek Favors, even though he was hurt last year, Derek Favors is still a very solid defender, and if Rudy Gobert gets into foul trouble or he's hurt he gives you like a nice option of a guy who knows he moves the sweet well and he knows what he's doing so yeah. i thought that was a good move for utah oh yeah, yeah. yeah about that one. yeah 
Yeah. I like yeah. Derrick Davis. He a local Atlanta native. Sticks. That's what <laughs> yeah, <shout laughs> All right. So, and it's funny in the West, which this is going to be kind of weird because how can you really equate an overrated team? So it's going to be one of the things where we're going to have varying of opinions. Right. But it's just it's it's just weird. Like the West, at least with the East, it was a little bit different because we know the East only has a few teams. Yeah. You look at it from a, from a, you know, contending standpoint. But, I mean, we can really make the case for like 10 teams to make it, make it the playoffs or more. Yeah. That 10th seed this year for the West is going to be so important because of the Everybody, <laughs> It could best around to be dispersed, seriously. Like, <laughs> and, that's the right, and that's the spooky thing about it all is like you just don't know when, you know. <laughs> so who knows? But so – this one, I want to. I'm gonna go around the horn. Um, the overrated team in the Western Conference. <laughs> I'll go with you, Fred. Go with you first, Fresh. All right. Uh, <laughs> if I'm gonna pick an overrated team, I'm thinking of a team. For me, I'll go with a team that was in the playoffs last year that I could see falling out this year. So I'm gonna go with Utah, um, because I've seen I, Utah is one of the closest teams I can see. Maybe being a little lower than I expect. I expect a good year from Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley wasn't great last year at all, and he's a year older. Rudy Gobert, he's great defensively, but he leaves a lot to be desired offensively. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Joe Ingram. So, but they finished fifth last year, and the West getting better. Right. Um, you got to really hope that. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell continue to mesh. You know, they had some issues last year that yeah. we don't have to speak of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess to put a team out there that I think could finish lower than they did last year, I'll say Utah because I can see them making the playoffs, but I could see them not finishing top five. So that's a kind of yeah. cheap pick, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, who you got? Overrated. <sighs> I'm going to go with another playoff team. Even though I really do like – I think this team can be good if everybody does what they – play their part and do what they're supposed to do. I think Houston is a team that could fall out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's my question. Um, Hard clearly doesn't want to be there. He can't even fake it at this point. Uh, like, we still don't know if John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins are going to be healthy. We don't know if Eric Gordon is going to be healthy as well. So, it could be James Harden out there by himself a lot of nights. Steven Silas, who I do like as a head coach, he still has to prove himself that he can run an offensive team. Yeah. Um, so I can see he was what Houston was at fourth. I can see them dropping down to eight or nine, honestly. Yeah, big time. JB, who you got? <sighs> this is a tough one because uh, this is just overrated. Are we also doing a, a, a team that's going to disappoint? Um, well, no, we're going to have a sleeper, but no, not a... Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Okay, so I guess what I'm going to say is, like, um, I, I like uh, what both of them said. I think that Utah has... I think Utah and Houston both could drop off. Now, I'm more... Uh, if you had me wager money, I would put my money probably on Houston because I just... Quinn Snyder, he's just a really, really good uh, underrated coach, and his team's always overperformed. So I can't see them like tumbling too much unless something catastrophic happens injury wise. But I would say overrated. I just from the standpoint, this team is going to be a playoff team, but I don't think that they were as good as last year. I, I'm going to say Denver. Um, 
I think that Denver is probably going to finish with a top four seed in the West, but I think that, and I hate to say this, I think that um, with me and you talked about this first, well, I think that you can't really read too much into what happened in the bubble last year. Yeah. And I think that Denver is a team that actually, let's just be honest, if they had, if the playoffs had been a regular like situation last year, I don't think there's any way that they come back from three, one back to back times. I, I just really don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah yeah and uh i just think that like they made the conference finals i could easily see them getting knocked out in the first round because it's like they can't win they only win series if it goes seven so (laughs) i just i just i just i just i just i just think that they're gonna have a good regular season but i think that them making the conference finals and i think that people you know you kind of want to get better i have a hard time seeing them get better I think they're going to get worse this year, but yeah, I, I would say I would say Denver, and I would say my other uh, team would probably be Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's a consistent. I think Houston because we look at it, and the thing about it is, oh, you look at it from a roster perspective. When we look at it, like you have a backcourt of John Wall and James Harden, a lot of people are going to think, well, you know. They're gonna think of that as like you know as a good you know as a team that could could do some damage in the Western Conference. But yeah. the weird thing about this conference is just so deep. A part of me I hate saying this. I kind of this is a team that didn't make the playoffs, but everybody's expected a lot from this team. I don't I don't think I, I'm gonna put it this way. They're gonna make the playoffs. That's why like I want to preface this right now. <laughs> Golden State. I knew it. I knew you. I want me like okay. Now, I'm, I'm a lot of people, which for some odd reason, so you know, doing some copious research, and a lot of people are really expecting this team to be like second behind the Lakers in in the division. No. I'm like, I think, but, right? But that's what team, yeah. though. So it's, but second is a bit happy to say. I, right, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs, but I mean, there's people thinking that they're going to contend with the Lakers in the Pacific Division, and I'm like, I don't think so. Like, it's probably, yeah, I can see them being, their ceiling is probably third, because I still think the Clippers are still going to be there. Yeah. I mean, right, and that's why, like, a part of me, I see it, and I'm just like, and the thing about it is, it's going to, people, I don't for some reason in a weird, mythical kind of people um, believing in unicorns, but they just think like this Kelly Oubre is going to like really replace Clay Thompson. I mean, he's a great, he's a viable option. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But he's no Clay Thompson. And no. the thing is, they're just going to suffocate Stephen Curry. They're just going to suffocate him defensively. And yeah. the thing is, is, and then they're gonna have to between him and Wiggins, they're gonna have to be finishers, they're gonna have to finish and they're gonna have to make these shots. Yeah, right. Are they gonna be able to do this on, on, on a consistent basis? And I like the both, don't get me wrong, I like Ubre and I like Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, but they're no Clay Thompson, and I'm like, they're gonna make the playoffs, don't get me wrong. But the people was like, you know, I'm like, Ugh. and I hate saying that. But like, that's the thing. That's what's so weird about the Western Conference. And I'm going based on a lot of preseason predictions from other people saying, well, they'll probably be, you know, at, at, at like a top tier, top three seed in the Western Conference. I'm like, yeah. Well, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Well, actually, um, I was listening to a podcast about a week ago, and this is a pretty good podcast. Uh, John Hollinger does it with uh, with Nate Duncan um, from the Dunk Doing Podcast, and they were actually going back and forth on this. Hollinger actually said that he thought there was a very good chance the Warriors were going to miss the playoffs because of what happened to Klay Thompson. And he made some intriguing points. He was saying that he didn't think they were going to be as good defensively, minus Kerry Thompson, and he said he just thought that basically – what you just mentioned that teams are just going to blitz the hell out of a Curry and they might have a hard time scoring in like half court offense in crunch time. So I, I, I think that they're going to make the playoffs, but I wouldn't say that they're one of the top teams in the West uh, with, with, with that team, because you know, Wiggins has only succeeded when he's actually Wiggins was Wiggins is good when he's like the third or fourth option. You're, you're expecting him to be the number two guy this year. So but yeah, well, right. you, you're expecting a big jump from Wiseman. You're expecting him to be really good. So, right, and that's why part of me is like, like, like you said, I get the Wiseman. Like, as far as they think that he's going to be like, like a plug and play guy, which yeah. if he defensively he could be and getting rebounds, whatever. But that, he's not going to be a scoring option at this no, point. No, he's definitely going to be a to the rim a lot. But, but he will be, I think. Down the line, will be like their their guy. I mean, no question. But for this year, and then right, and so the part of me is like, all right, we got to really back in. I understand Golden State is, you know, we looked at them as a they're a dynasty. They once were a, were a dynasty, right? They, you know, and, but the part of me is uh, Golden State. I I like this team, but I I mean, I've been hearing guys talk about, you know. Second behind the Lakers in the Pacific, right? And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I like, I really have to speak on stuff like this because I'm like, that's that no, like, that's not gonna happen. That's why I kind of put them in this overrated category, even though in the in this in the grand scheme of things, they're still gonna probably be a playoff team and they're gonna improve from last year, no doubt. But (laughs) it's like, and that's what that's that's how that's how crazy the West is where. The heightened expectations of a team that didn't make the playoffs are so high to a point where, damn, I got to make them really overrated because everybody's looking at them as if, like, you know, it, it trips me out. But you know, it is what it is. But, but um, yeah. So, all right, so fellas, the sleeper team in the Western Conference. I'm gonna go with you first, JB. Uh, I'm going with Dallas. Um, I think that if Dallas stays healthy, I think Dallas will make like that. Uh, I think Dallas will make that jump. Now, um, I don't think they're going to have as good as office because they had like a historically good offense. They basically substituted Curry out for Josh Richardson. But I think Dallas, if they stay healthy, I think that they're going to make uh, that leap. I believe last year with a seventh seed, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up making that jump into the third seed this year. Yeah, big time. <laughs> All right, uh, fresh. Who you got? I, I was gonna say Dallas. Also, uh, I'm gonna try to think of another team uh, just to get <laughs> different. But I, 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 I'm really high on Dallas this year because I think Luka could easily have an had an MVP season last year. So, oh yeah, he can easily yeah, yeah. do it again. So a uh, sleeper team in the West. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, the Pelicans. <laughs> as far as the team maybe getting a higher seed than we think, maybe I think most think they can contend for the eight seed, at least nine to play in. Yeah. But if everything goes right for them, maybe they can get to six, five. Yeah, not what's the conference finals or anything, but maybe put pressure on someone in the first round. 
So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Pelicans just as a different pick, but my honest pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, who you got? Uh, sleeper team. That's the tough one. Um, man, I, I'm going. I know this sounds crazy. I'm going San Antonio because I think <laughs> I, I think San Antonio is going. Like I say, it's gonna mess somebody's season up because of that intensity. I think Pop is still a good coach, high level coach. I think he's gonna be um, ready to coach again this year. I think another, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the last time Deontay Murray was playing a full season, he was taking team all defense. I think he gets that back. I think he gets to the bucket a little better this year. Um, I just think the Spurs is really gonna mess somebody up. Martin Rosen was really good, and he's feeling disrespected right now with that ESPN top one hundred list. And, you know, he, yeah, uh, what did he do last year? 23, 6, and 7, like right. 7 assists. So I think Lamarcus Aldridge wants to get back to the playoff line. He done kind of fell off some list as well, right? As far as ranking power forwards go. And I think Pop just going to be ready this year. But right. Dallas is also my honest pick because I don't see Luka getting any worse, honestly. The crazy point about the Spurs, though, this season is going to be weird. So it's going to be about a team that's like really disciplined and prepared. And who's more prepared than the Spurs right. for everything? Yeah. So it's gonna be a weird season with COVID, and the Spurs have some players, some young players, and it's always a team that surprises you, like the, the Thunder did last year. So I'm not mad at the Spurs <laughs> pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And this one's like it's so weird. Like it's fun. Like when we do these, I have to paraphr- not paraphrase, but I kind of have to kind of give a uh, you know pretext. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Low key. Even though it's funny to sound, but I think Utah, in a weird way, and it's almost kind of the inverse of what you were saying, Fresh, because a part of me thinks that Collie can get it right. Right. A part of me thinks that he can have a, a better season um, next year, and then um, and then the thing about it is, even though because they're, they're really that big acquisition, where well, the only acquisition was Derek Favors in a in a in a. Weird way how other these teams kind of have positioned themselves. They kind of want the quiet teams as far as making moves in a sense. Yeah. So bringing in that was kind of kind of a you know that coupled with Donovan Mitchell, of course, yeah. he's going to be a guy that just you know he's going to just give you a bucket. He's a bucket. Definitely. Yeah. And bucket then yeah, Clarkson also, and he yeah. was good for them last year. So. Yeah. yeah. And then Bogdanovich comes back from yeah. injury. So yeah, yeah. So part of me is like. And, and like you said, in a weird way, because you look at if you look at from the standpoint of because they were the fifth seed last year, but then it's like you look at it where they kind of now well they was what the they were the, the six seed they were they were the six seed they were the six seed yeah they were the six seed last year so they were the six seed so yeah then you're thinking of just of everything else the other acquisitions in the conference and you think to yourself okay nine times out of ten you would think this team would be outside the playoff picture so that part of me so. And how I have them slotted, you would kind of it would make sense to me kind of have this team as a sleeper, even though they might be in the same spot they were last year. Yeah. Right. But when you look at just the improvement of other teams, and then coupled with bringing go go state comes back into the fray, and the only really team that really is literally out of it is Oklahoma City. Right. Yeah. But that they you know who knows they can also awesome. you know, he might do his thing you know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying. I'm, not, I'm just saying, as far as when we look at 
teams that could that could at least contend for that seven to ten slide. Right, right, yeah, right. Nah. Right, right. But I'm just saying that they might be 15th, but I, you know, I digress. I think they might be, be the best 15th seed in the Western Conference. It, 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 yeah. I think Memphis is <laughs> to watch with um, John Morant and Jared Jackson get back healthy. I like their young players. They could make a push for that seven, six seed as well. Yeah, they can make a push as well. So, all right, fellas. So let's talk about. So we have our. Uh, seedings for the Western Conference, and this should be very, very interesting. Like, because there's so many different types of uh variables that comes into this um equation. So, right, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you first, JB. Yo, one to eight. All right, man. This is pressure. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've been I've been thinking I've been thinking about. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Lakers one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Clippers two. Okay, um, I'm gonna go Denver three. I'm gonna go Dallas four. I'm gonna go. What else do we have? Fifth seed. I'm gonna go Utah five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Portland six. Man, it's tough, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Uh, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Golden State seven, <laughs> and. AFC, I'm gonna even though I don't think this is gonna happen, my, I'm gonna go with my squad. I'm gonna go with New Orleans in the AFC. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so those are my play, those are my playoff teams, and this is gonna blow up in my face. I'm I'm not looking forward to wa- to watching this like in five months. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm gonna go with you first, fresh. Who you got? Uh, so I got Lakers one. I think we all probably agree on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Two, I'm gonna go Clippers again. Three, I'm gonna give it to Dallas. Uh, big year from Luca. Four, this, this one four is where it gets tough. Uh, yes. four, <laughs> seven is always tough. Four, I'm gonna go Denver. Denver at four. I'm a, I'm a gonna put Portland at five. Mm. I think they can have if they stay healthy, good regular season. I respect Steph Curry enough to put him at six this year. Okay. <laughs> uh, this during the regular season. Playoffs, they might lose in the first round. <laughs> six Warriors. Mm. Huh, this is where it gets tough for me. <laughs> I'm going to go seven. Seven. <laughs> I'm going to go Phoenix. <laughs> All right. Eight. Eight, I put in Utah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Utah seven. Yeah, he's that James Harden not making the playoffs. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. You right playing play game. You right. Yeah. <laughs> in the playing game. Yeah. So John, John, who you got? Who your eight? Um, uh, Lakers number one. Mm-hmm. Clippers number two. Number ooh, number three. I'm gonna go Dallas number three. Okay. Uh, I got Golden State at four. I think as long as Steph is Steph is healthy, Draymond Green is gonna play like he know how to play basketball this year. <laughs> I, think be, I think that's gonna be the key to Andrew Wiggins. Is, true. <laughs> Draymond Green out the pick and roll. If he don't decide to take, you know, call in, they should be okay. Uh, I got Denver at five. Mm-hmm. I think Denver kind of is in that weird spot where Jamal Murray is almost an All Star. But he's not quite an all-star because he's not consistent. Like 
He was dropping 50 with the bubble. We were expecting him to average 35 during the regular season. Joe Hans, nobody, no. Jamal Murray. Nice boy. I think Joe is going to have a big year. I think he's going to be near triple-double this year. I think he's going to be, like, an assist off. Um, I got six. I got Portland six seed. I think they're going to upset Dallas in the first round. And honor um, Rasheed Wallace, who's been putting Dallas out that last year. <laughs> um, seven, I got, I got, I got um, Phoenix at seven. I think Chris Paul is good enough to get help them get to the playoffs. I don't think he can push them to home court advantage. Eight, I got the Spurs at eight because I think they're gonna win that play in game. At the <laughs> <laughs> so I got the Spurs making the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> so you got, I, got, I got Utah. He said, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why when you said San Antonio that first time, that made me really get to thinking like everybody is gonna be healthy. Lonnie Walker, Deontay Murray, Lamarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRose. These this is the playoff team. They've made the playoffs already. Rudy Gay's back. Um Yaka Pertle is a good defender. Yeah. Big, any big man on Boston. The Spurs are not <laughs> a bad team. They're not at all. Not yeah, and that's another thing too, where like you said, that's just how deep the West is. And it's funny because we talked about this in a bubble, like you know, at the end of it, we like we can literally say like 15 teams can make the playoffs every year in the West. In like, the Western Conference, right. a legitimate. I got Memphis, right? Yeah, and that's right. And Memphis is on, on the fringe. Yeah, like, so. I'm a rat. Is excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my number one sees the Lakers. Yeah. Um, obviously, two is the Clippers. <laughs> uh, three is Denver. Four, I got the Mavs. Number five, the overrated Golden State Warriors. <laughs> so well, that's crazy. Like, but um, six is Portland. Yeah, is. Yeah. Six is Portland. Uh, the Jazz is seventh, which <laughs> the sleeper. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right. That's just it. Just shows you how complex it is. And then eighth is um, Phoenix. So nobody is making it. No Zion. Yeah. But they're on the fringe, though. That's the thing yeah. where that's what's so like. A lot of it is really because it's so strange. Like, no one in essence, like the bubble playoff team, except for um, Houston and um, Oklahoma, they they, they, they're the only two that fell off. And then you bring in Golden State back. It's like, uh, where's the room? It's so it's so crazy. But but it's going to make it exciting. That 7 through 10, which, I mean, and that 7 through 10 bunch, I mean, you look at, I got teams like, Pelicans are right at right at the uh, there. Um, then also, call me crazy, Sacramento. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. But the thing is, even though I'm curious, because I'm curious about Halliburton. Yeah, yeah, he's playing. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make an impact this year necessarily, but I like that going forward with that team. And then also, Buddy Hield, um, De'Aaron Fox, yeah. uh, you know, Bagley's healthy. Marvin Bagley. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're right. I know it's now. He has to, he has to be healthy. I think. Yeah, he be. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, like offensive rebound, put back. Yeah. He's that guy running the floor with the, the yeah. here there. I think Harrison Barnes is all is honestly like if you're a twenty five million dollar man that's just gonna give you fifteen or can he kind of get back to nineteen and nine? 
or do they just, I think they might just have to move him. Like, all right, all right. Leave my little nephew alone, my love. <laughs> I know, I know, but you're right though. You're right though. I'm just playing with you, man. You know me. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing. Sacramento is kind of a weird. They're in a weird spot where, like you said, it's to a point where this is kind of a make or break in them in a sense because now Joe Dumas is there, which. Right. <laughs> that's your boy though, right? That's your boy, John. You love him, man. You get talking about Jordan Martin last week. You talk <laughs> like that's your boy. But you know what's funny about Joe Dumars being there though? He actually doesn't have any power. He's just like has a title. Yeah. yeah, like he, he's just he just has an office space. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. And that's the thing where you look at just the influence, and then you know who's the save. Like, cause they're in a weird spot. Like, cause now you think about it, if you don't make the playoffs, like it's time for Lou to go. Then fire yeah. people getting and then and well, then now, mm-hmm. and I think that he's gonna go, man. I, I think that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons why I'm actually lower on Sacramento is because of, like their coaching staff and just like their front off their front office is just like. It's, it's been a dump, it's been a dumpster fire for years, man. Like I just think that they don't really have a direction. Uh, the last time I heard, Buddy Hill wants out, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. So mm-hmm. I, I actually, I actually have San Antonio a bit higher. I would have like Sacramento maybe eleventh or twelfth in the West. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and it's just weird. And then, but I'm really curious about Halliburton. I like him, like, and that was one of the things where I think a lot of us looked at him, like, from the draft perspective. We like, okay, well, where he goes, it's gonna be intriguing where he goes, and you know, him him falling Sacramento is very, very interesting, yeah, yeah. say the least. But um, yeah, man, that was yeah, that's gonna be interesting though. But the West, the West is just so stacked, yo. It's so it's so crazy. It's almost this is a year where you kind of like you want just the best sixteen teams to make the playoffs, regardless of the conference. <laughs> Is the best sixteen? <laughs> how many East teams get in? Four. Probably. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, cause no, you got. I mean, even though, and it's funny, even in a in a in a in a seventy-two game shortened season, you you might have some teams like them bottom feeders in the West winning about forty games. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say forty games. Uh, Thirty-five ish. Thirty. Well, thirty-five. I could say. I would say. Yeah, I could. I. I. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, the bottom feeders. I can't see. Yeah. How many games do you guys think the 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 eighth seed gets this year? That's a good question. In the West, yeah. Ooh. Somewhere around forty-two. Yeah, because you because it's seventy two games this year. So part of me is like, yeah, yeah seventy two. So if it's seventy two games, you, I mean, because if you if you're five hundred, what you would be? I'm doing some quick math. You'd be what thirty thirty six. No, no, seventy two thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. Yeah, so right. That's what I'm saying. Right, well, it's, like it's almost what it, it would be almost if, it, if it's like a normal case where most times, even in eighty-two game season, they're winning maybe what 45 forty-five ish, right around that. You Plus, might have that rare 
AP that gets you 50 wins out of the right? I remember Golden State missed the playoff game with a 50 win season. So Phoenix missed it with 48. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, yeah, because you would think that team would be at least four games over 500 potentially. Yeah. If you were to do it that way, I don't know. That's that's what's weird. It's like it's gonna be in that in that frame. I'm probably between thirty six to forty. I think. 30, yeah, that, I I I think I think yeah. so. And I think that we're we're forgetting the last year actually. Uh, Portland, uh, Portland got that eighth uh, seed. It took them playing. Or I, I think what did Portland finish with thirty five wins last year? They were thirty five and thirty seven or something like that. Or because like, yeah, they was yeah. what they were what five games out or something like that. Five. Games? Yeah, yeah, and they and and they went. I think seven and one. They went seven and one in the bubble. So mm-hmm. like to get them to like thirty five and thirty seven. So uh, I, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Okay. How many games? Okay. How, how many? How many games do you guys think the Lakers win? What do you think the Lakers final record is this year? Seventy-two game season. <laughs> See the, I can see them winning fifty. Yeah, me too. I can see them winning. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Especially now with the depth that they have, they can they're gonna yeah. be able to win games. You know, even because you you would assume like LeBron's gonna probably miss the beginning stretch of the season potentially, and you know, so a part of you you like they can kind of skate back some wins. But just off that depth alone, yeah, but, yeah. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win fifty. But part of me, I, I've been listening to just like with different people's perspective. One perspective that I've, that I've heard that I actually kind of agree with. Maybe they don't. They wanted to like set a. They wanted to like you know set an example last year. Get off to like a fast start. I don't think it's gonna be that same urgency this year. So I could see them like actually losing a lot of the close games that they. One last year in a regular season, I would say I think that I think they'll win. I think they'll win between I, I would say between forty nine and fifty three is what I think that they'll win. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty, yeah. That's why I figure it's gonna be right right in that range where it's weird. It's almost in a weird but strange way. It's almost like they're really trading places with the Clippers like of last year because oh yeah. Yeah, like the Lakers and the I had the Clippers kind of was like pacing themselves last year, and I think the Lakers going to do a lot of that in the beginning. Which, and you know, I was saying earlier about the depth. I think the depth is definitely going to help them win. You know, these some some of these kind of strange, bizarre games they probably get themselves into. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and that's one thing too. Where it just is so crazy, like how they're just they like they kind of flip flop. It's like last like. It's so weird, like how the Clippers and the Lakers are now. Like as far as it's almost like you flip a coin. Like this, is how we felt about the the Clippers last year. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then that's how we felt about the Lakers. We like we knew the Lakers were going to be kind of like all right, they're going to be sneaking in the bushes, and yeah. they were going to you know they were going to you know be on on you know on the Clippers' tail, you know, figuratively, literally. Yeah. Um, and and it's and it's and it's and it's the total complete. You know, opposite where the Lakers are now. We look at the, the best team on paper, the yep. depth wise, and everything that we said the Clippers were last year. And then now the Clippers are kind of like, okay, they were championship favorites last year. They didn't make it to the to that. So, you know, and they got something to prove <laughs> in a weird way, right? You know, in a strange, bizarre way. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I definitely think the Lakers are gonna um, you know, at least get to that point. But yeah, it's gonna be definitely interesting. So so yes, so fellas, let's put a bow in this week's uh Western Conference preview. So I'm gonna go around the hall. I'm gonna go with you guys first. Fresh and John, plug the pie, plug social media. Tell us what's going on with you guys tomorrow morning. Yeah, you can catch us uh, tomorrow morning. We're going live on the Off the Ball Network with the Hoopers Morning Run, nine nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Hoopers Pod individually. I'm at Worldwide Fresh W O R L Y Fresh on Twitter. Uh, and on Twitter, um, Jonathan underscore W W D U B Y A. Right, but you can follow us at the Hoopers Pod. Uh, we just dropped a new episode of our pod last night, I think, episode 67. Uh, available off where anywhere you catch podcasts, just put it in the Hooper pod. And uh, we, we bring that to Anchor, so shout out to Anchor for sure. And follow us on the Instagram at the underscore Hoopers IG. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to follow you on IG, yes, indeed. Yeah. JB. Social media blog. I, 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 have, I have I have I have no social media, only Facebook. You can find me. You can find me, you can find me on Facebook, Jamie, Jamie Bailey. But yeah, I don't have Twitter or anything like that. No Twitter, no Instagram. Man, man, you missing out on the Twitter, man. Like, like yes. NBA Twitter is so crazy. Like NBA Twitter is like like no other. It's an experience. <laughs> oh, I, ch- I, I, ch- I check it through Google sometimes, but yeah, I don't have my own Twitter. So. <laughs> but yeah, man, hey. It's almost like how that, that skit on Chappelle's show about how the internet would be. That's yeah. how NBA Twitter would be. <laughs> Essentially. Well, Matt is the Ron Jeremy scene and whatever and all that type yeah, of stuff. Right, and, the, and the cow and the and, and, and enlargement pills. <laughs> but other than that, it's it's the microcosm of uh, of that skin. Yeah, right. It's man of those three little intricate details. <laughs> well, you have overreactions like crazy when when Bowl Bowl enters the game, Twitter blows up. Um, <laughs> who, else, who else we talked about? Um, Let's say T- can't forget TJ TJ Warren. Warren. Um, um, we were saying with three guys. Um. <clears throat> Taco Fall. Taco Fall, yes. Taco Fall. It is one more. Alex Crusoe. Oh, my God. (laughs) Alex Crusoe can do no wrong. Like, that man can go over 15, and they can be like, it's LeBron's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to you, it's like that. And it's so so crazy. And that's the part about it. But it's always the players like, why are these? Like, it gets blown up. Caruso, oh my god! Like Caruso, no. you are literally like, literally like Alex Caruso is like, it has a cult like following, and it is so yeah. bizarre. Like it's so bizarre. Like, and I remember like remember because remember the whole situation of him not going to his sister wedding, and like everybody was like, like they were just like they loved him for that. It was like that's what I'm talking about. That's a, that's a sacrifice. <laughs> Like everybody do this every day. Like, like, everybody, everybody in America who has a job has to sacrifice a family event for their job. Like, yeah, it's the ball, people, man. Right. Ball 
like, yo, like y'all gotta calm down with this whole <laughs> this whole to be fair, he show. is a good bench role player. Like he, he put yeah. him, his 12 minutes are deserved, but right. yeah, they got <laughs> yes, he yeah, like get you like right. And that's the thing about that's what makes it fun because in a sense, yeah, he's a great role player, but yeah. They gas him as if like he's like an all star, like he's oh, averaging really? like twenty a game, you know, and ten and ten assists. I mean, you think he's a twenty and ten guy? The way they talk you about get his numbers, and it's like five and two, and you like wait a minute. <laughs> I put it this way: if you didn't know, if you if you didn't watch the NBA and you just went on NBA Twitter, you'd have thought the five best players <laughs> is LeBron James, Taco Fall, Bol Bol, and Alex Caruso. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah, mess around and have a fancy football, a fancy basketball draft with those names. Oh my god, yeah. the worst thing on the league ever. But yeah, so yeah, so definitely I'll follow the podcast uh Couch Coach Live on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Couch Coach Live. Also the podcast. Um, also check it out on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Also, YouTube, subscribe to the um, YouTube channel of Couch Coach Live. Also, um, we talked about the morning run off the ball network, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Also, um, see you Sunday, this Saturday, this Saturday 9 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. Oh, well, not nine, that's y'all confused. Actually, it's Saturday at 11 a.m. on Saturday, we'll preview the NBA, um, the NFL. Uh, week 15, then also overreaction Monday. Uh, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Off the Ball Network as well. So, definitely appreciate you fellas for coming through, man. This has been this week's Couch Coach Live. Right, Western man. Conference preview. Yeah, man. Love it. That's yeah. Well, yeah. We here. I know, right? In NBA <laughs> arenas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely appreciate you guys, and man, we'll sign off, man. This has been this week's Couch Coach Live. All right, so yeah. <laughs>